0: Everybody to episode five of the Real Nation Raiders podcast. This is uh, we're filming this on Fourth of July, so happy Fourth of July! And uh, according to Derek, it's Al Davis's. uh, What what year? How old would he be today? His birthday.
1: Ninety one.
0: Ninety one. Well, happy birthday, Al Davis! If you're listening to this in heaven or whatever religion that you uh, believe in. And this week, uh, the Twitter poll was pretty pretty dominant for, for the offense. So normally we run a second poll, but this one was pretty dominant for the offense. It's close to 40%. So we will talk about the offense. So we won't go too in depth into, I'm just letting everybody know now, we won't get too in depth into the QBs because you can go back to episode two of this podcast. Uh, Cherokee wasn't here for that episode. So I'll let him elaborate a little bit more on the QBs, but feel free to check out episode two of the podcast where we all go over pretty in-depth about Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, and Nathan Peter, man, Peter can So we we start with the headlines. Oh, and just for anybody who wants to know, but by the time you listen to this, it won't matter. Hard Knocks is on right now, um, NFL Network with the Raiders. So I plan all four episodes in a row right now. They have something to do after this. So we start with the headlines. There actually are some headlines to talk about this week. They have shortened the preseason. They are getting rid of week one and week four, which I can't stand the preseason anyways, but I understand why it exists because that's how you get some of those undrafted players and players that are on the cusp of making the team to actually show what they're made out of. On top of that, I, with the COVID going on, there has been talks about reducing the number of players at training camp instead of like 90 players or, or more. They're, either breaking out in several groups or reduce players like 60, 70, 80 players. So that hasn't been settled. I'll let Derek talk a little bit about what he heard from Adam Schefter.
1: Um, so Adam Schefter said on – obviously this is all speculation. Adam Schefter said to uh, NFL fans should be prepared that this um, is a very possible that the season will be delayed and or shortened. Um, obviously we are hoping for the best and that's not ideal, but I mean, I, at this point, me personally, I just want to see football and if it's not, if it's not 16 games, if it has to be nine or 10 games, I mean, that's obviously not ideal, but I mean, I think we can all agree that's better than no football in 1982, our first year in LA, actually our first year in LA, we, the season was locked out and it was only nine games. So that would just be a strange coincidence that our first year in a new city, <laughs> we weren't going to be a possibly shortened season. Also, the um the NFLPA right now preseason is at two weeks. The NFLPA is asking for the preseason to be canceled altogether. Um, the NFL came back says that they don't think they need the NFLPA's approval to schedule the preseason. Um, which could be possibly very interesting if the preseason is scheduled, but maybe the teams just refuse to play. I don't know. That's something to keep an eye out. Um, I just also read on Twitter. I want to say from Ian Arapaport that um, the media cannot interview players in person and camps uh, until further notice. So, this is going to set up to be an interesting training camp um, if, 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 it, if, it, if it happens, um, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, sure. to-
2: Go ahead. For the Raider Nation out there, stay at home. So, this has a chance of not happening. Uh, let's, let's do your part, man, because we all want a full season. I know not everyone's going to do it. If people got stuff to do and whatnot. But if you can stay at home, wear a mask so we can have a full football season. Thank
0: you. Got, got a PSA from Adam over here. Uh, <laughs> so right now yeah, we have training camp. It, it, as far as I know, unless any of you have heard differently, it's still slated to start July 28th. That yeah. is
1: that is the, that is the latest. And read. Yeah. Uh, um, I believe every team's camp is actually st- st- start July 28th. The uh, Steelers and Cowboys were going to start a week earlier, but since the, fir- the preseason game hasn't been canceled, they will start um, with everybody else. And then it'll be just interesting to see what kind of protocols then, uh happen. Well, I hate both those teams anyway, so it doesn't bother me. Um, so, anyways
0: uh lastly i i'm not 100 percent sure if this was actually true or not it was nfl sports update they have a lot of followers on twitter so even though they're not verified they were saying something that the nfl might have a waiver for people to attend games so i don't know what that means in any capacity but even if so i i mean i would sign it but um it it seems like just a liability issue so uh,
1: i would sign it where Where do i sign now where yeah. where where can where i sign now uh, you go over to
0: Zerko's house and uh, he has the form.
1: <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> uh, so
0: we, we we will go. Uh, we will jump straight into the offense. So, um, if for those of you who don't know, ESPN has a Las Vegas Raiders depth chart. It's obviously not official. The official depth charts come out in August when training camp has already kind of gone underway, and they get officially released by the team. But this is kind of like an unofficial depth chart that i like to go off of and, and i generally agree with it so as the offense you know we start with the qbs and like i said we're not going to get too in depth so i'm going to just let cherokee take it away with kind of the the three qbs that we have on the roster right now since he was not part of the original episode two podcast
2: well so obviously car is going to be our starter i love car full car supporter always will be uh Not a big fan of Mariota, and I'm kind of salty that we signed him, but that's just me. I don't like him. I haven't liked him since uh, college. Don't do that. Our our Buckeyes beat them in the national championship. (laughs) Um, And you know, we got the goat as our third-string quarterback, Nathan. Oh
3: my God, here we go, Peter. (laughs) Here we go. I
2: I like Nathan Peterman. I think he's a good backup. Uh, I would actually take him over Mariota. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's just me, but I don't like Mariota though. But realistically, I would take Mariota over Peterman. Uh, He does. Okay,
0: Uh, Cherokee. So uh, these are some of the questions that we went over for the QBs in episode two. I don't know if you ever had a chance to listen. So what what are the some things you're looking forward to with Derek Carr, and what are some things you want Derek Carr to work on and fix in
2: 2020? Um. So obviously. Not everyone's perfect. I mean, everyone has flaws. I mean, I don't think Carr has too many, personally. But I, I'm excited to see him with a really fast wide receiver. Like, I think it's going to, like, unlock our offense a lot. Um, I think that he needs to work on – I don't know. I think he just needs to stop being as conservative as he is sometimes. I think that may fall on John Green. I'm not really sure. Uh, I mean – and maybe run a little bit more, but maybe not. I mean, he scrambled sometimes last year, and he did some good things. So, yeah, I don't I think, know. I think he's going to have a good year. I, I think
0: we all kind of generally agreed it's the West Coast offense, and I really yeah. hope we could get to coaches maybe next week so we can finally uh, th- discuss it. Otherwise, it's kind of taken out of context. So, I, I'm personally curious. Why
2: why don't you like Marcus Mariota?
3: I'm waiting. hear this.
2: I just, I don't know. I, I just don't like him as a person. I don't know. I haven't liked him since college. I mean, I don't hate him. Like, I just, I'm not a big, I'm not a fan of him. I, Is it? I would, I would have took Cam over Mariota as a backup quarterback. But, but, That's what, a, what? you don't like how he runs. You don't like how
0: he
3: throws. You don't like. Don't
2: his like his. Early I, just, I don't think he's good. I just don't. I just think he was an overrated quarterback in college. I just.
3: I think he was overrated in college. Also, I'm not going to lie.
2: I, I just. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'm just not a Mariota supporter, and I'm sorry, Marcus Mariota, if you're hearing this, but you're not going to be our starting quarterback.
1: Eh? <laughs> hey, hey, let me just throw this in, somewhat off topic, but Marcus Mariota was the starting quarterback in 2013 for number four ranked Oregon. I was a student at the University of Arizona. We were unranked. We beat Oregon and Marcus Mariota that day by uh, 30, 40 points, and I rushed the field. <laughs> so, throwing that bizarre- was- Fact for you, some of uh,
2: some of Raider Nation that don't know this, Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota actually broke the same part of their leg in the same week of twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, so, so that's what right. um, so I think Mariota's a good guy, like person like as a person I think he's a good guy. But like as a football player, I don't that's, yeah. I'm not very you know supportive <laughs> it's fair everybody has
0: their own opinions i didn't like mike lennon um i didn't think he was very good but long neck mike. I mean, he was still yeah he was still second string but i mean whatever so zirko i know we've already kind of touched on this but we've had three weeks to kind of let this simmer have your thoughts changed at all on the qb room
3: no nah, absolutely not um derrick harris uh, going to be the starting quarterback in this team unless something drastic happens um like I told you guys when we talk QBs, I'm not wor- the offense isn't really my concern. Um, I hate John Gruden's playbook. For those of you, let me just say this real quick. For those of you who don't know uh, what the West Coast offense is, if you can, go back and watch the 2000, I think it was 2002 Raiders, the year we went to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, the year before. Yeah, 2002 Raiders. Um, John Gruden ran the West Coast offense. Nobody complained back then because we were winning games. The same offense he ran with Rich Gannon in 2002 is the same exact offense he's running now. So for those of y'all who think this is something different, something new, it's not. It's the same exact offense, just we had a better defense back then. If our defense was as good now as it was back then, nobody would complain. A lot of people don't know this either. Andy Reid runs a West Coast offense, but why isn't that really talked about? Because what is Andy Reid West Coast offense doing? It's doing? It's putting points on the board, and his defense is doing their job apparently because they won the Super Bowl. Randy runs a rest runs a West Coast offense just like John Gruden does. I just think John Gruden needs to update his West Coast off- offense playbook. I'm not really worried about our offense. The defense for me is Arkansas. I think we have great wide receivers. We have a tight end who I was shocked when I read played all 16 games last year. I didn't know that. Um, Tyrell Williams. he only played – he only started in 12 games for us. Hunter Renfro only started in four games for us, and he only played 13 games. Our O-line was top five. Trent Brown played in 11 games for us. He only gave up one sack. I'm sorry. I, say, I think with those guys playing the four slate of games, I think we'll be okay if we can get Trent Brown and Richie Incognito to play um, a four 16 games. If not a four 16 games, i say at most they should play 14. They both only gave up one sack last year. So I think offense is going to be fine. We're going to do what we're supposed to do.
0: I mean, I, Derek, what are your thoughts? I know that yesterday uh, a stat came out, I believe, from CBS Sports that Drew Brees and Derek Carr were the only quarterbacks to get 4,000-plus yards and 70% uh,
3: accuracy. Along uh, with okay. 10 interceptions or less in the season. Yeah.
1: But I thought Derek Carr was horrible. That's what everybody <laughs> on Raiders <do. laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it's hard for – I'm going to disagree with – kelvin slightly it's hard for me to say i'm not worried about the <laughs> offense at all and that's because when i look at our offense last year we did everything right except score points and that has to that we had great drives we had a lot of yards and even without antonio Bra- brown who i hate and i, ha- I hate the fact that i had to bring up his name you saw, the, you saw an overall good offense that could literally do everything correctly except put the ball in the end zone. It was, there, was a, a, some, there was a stupid mistake on a lot of drives that just messed up something, and that is what leads me to be concerned. Um, now, I think, and I hate to sound simplistic, I think partly that is to do because we had no really quick play scoring ability because the longer a drive is, obviously there's a better chance. You know, you're going to make a mistake that's going to mess the whole drive up. We didn't have the ability to score in like three plays like a lot of high-powered offenses do. do. And partially that is because of a, we don't throw the ball that, long that far with Gruden's West Coast offense. But with the addition of Henry Ruggs, I think we finally have some quick play potential that you know maybe instead of a 13 play drive that results in a field goal or somehow no points maybe we have an occasional three to four play drive that results in a touchdown that is why i have to say i'm a little bit concerned about the offense but i'm hopeful that it improves and um, we only we aver- we've averaged less than 20 points the past 3 years we have to average at least around 25 26 points this year to make the playoffs i think we will
0: yeah i I mean, clearly we sucked in the second half of almost every game. So the fact yeah. that regardless of if Hunter Renfro didn't play every game or Tyrell Williams didn't play every game or Trent Brown didn't play every game, we were still able to score in the first half and not the second half. And I, I'm still not a hundred percent sure why that is. And so that needs to be fixed. But really we were two games away from the playoffs winning just two games. And if Hunter Renfro played every game, I think we had a chance if Tyrell Williams didn't get injured. We would have a chance. It, it, Josh Jacobs. Don't Josh Jacobs. Jacobs us, uh, you have Foster Moreau. You have Trent Brown. If uh, Richie Incognito was out, the, the you know some games, and then you know being out, you know prior to that because of the suspension. I mean, there's a lot of things that didn't quite fall. Right? Didn't even didn't uh, Rodney Hudson get injured too? And sort of rotating yeah. centers. And mean, it, like only games. people.
3: Only people who I think really played all sixteen games was Derek Carr and uh, Darren Waller. Waller played all sixteen games. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And Derek Carr, he played all sixteen games also. As far as like the the key offensive players uh, okay. who we actually need. I got you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I think we all generally agree Derek Carr is the
2: starting quarterback. We all agree that he. Go ahead. If we don't make the playoffs this year, do you think Carr is done? I think that
1: depends. See, I, I would say fifty. It's pro. I would say pro. I would say probably it depends, but it will lean towards yes. Let's my- a like hypothetical think. scenario here. Okay, say. It's going to be hard not – say
2: we only win like four games, which I find that extremely hard to believe. But say we don't make the playoffs and we have a terrible year. Carr has a, a, an okay year like always and or a good year like always, but we don't make the playoffs. Do you think we resign him and
1: why?
3: I think he's still under contract, right, until yeah. –
1: He's under contract in 2022, but we could cut him. We could cut him after this year with no dead money on that, I believe. I mean, he has
3: no guaranteed money left on his deal, but cutting him now I think will leave a lot of dead money. So the best time for us to get rid of him, if we go that route, will be at the end of this upcoming season.
2: Now, I think if we do get rid of Carr, I think someone that we would go after is Deshaun Watson. He's a a Clemson guy, and I – I don't know. I don't want Carr going, but I think if we get rid of Carr, I think that's the way that I would want to go. Is go get Deshaun Watson I, I yeah.
0: Texans. I would say the Texans would never trade away a star player, but we all know how that went.
2: So. But they've traded away a star player for another <laughs> yeah. good or decent quarterback in Carr. That's what I'm thinking. Like, Man, listen to up. me.
3: If you trade with I the Texans, think you think can- don't have to give up nothing but about a fifth round pick, and you can get whoever you want. <laughs>
2: that's why, I, don't, I don't think that's why we I don't think- go after Deshaun or uh, uh, Hopkins because. They, they traded him for nothing, man.
1: The Washington coming
2: back and uh, what, the round pick?
1: Uh-huh. Let me let me say something. I, I think Carr's last name is the reason why Texans would not trade for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, they could just reuse the
2: jerseys, would be talking about. I think so, that David Carr could have had a decent career. I don't too. even.
1: yeah. They had good yeah. weapons. Like a I don't blame
3: Derek Carr for what happened to David Carr, I'm sorry, for what happened to him. With that team. That team was horrible. That offensive line was terrible. He had no shot, no chance.
2: His rookie year, he got sacked like 50-some times and Derek Hargost yeah. 50-some times, I think, what, in 2017 or 2018?
3: So, I mean, but this yeah. year.
2: Yeah,
0: I think people forget that and I was actually arguing with somebody over Twitter yesterday with it because I try not to flat haters, but sometimes people just make the dumbest goddamn statement. So, uh, you know, it's a team sport. Like, regardless if the the quarterback is the captain, if you have nobody to throw it to, nobody to block for you, nobody to, you know, to catch the ball, you know, nobody who knows the routes. Like, it, it, you know, constant rotational players, no chemistry. Like, it's hard to put the blame on one particular person. Uh, Yes, most of the blame should go on the QB and the coach, but you have a supporting cast. Derek Carr isn't
1: throwing it to himself. So... Yeah, hey, Marcus Mariota threw it to himself and caught a touchdown in the playoff game. Yep. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, well, <laughs> Cherokee still doesn't like
2: him. So. <laughs> hey, uh, I seen something the other day. Uh, I forget what website classified it, but uh, for 2020, the Raiders have the number one O line projected.
3: Oh so, yeah, I think it's Pro Football Focus (PFF) yeah. has them as having the number one offensive line if they can, as long as they can stay healthy. They have the number one offensive line because I think their car was the sixth least sacked quarterback. He was only sacked twenty nine times last season. Yeah,
2: that was and nice to see after the year that he got sacked a whole bunch. That and that
3: that's
0: nice. with a lot of rotational guys in at center and guard and tackle too. So Are I really like know.
2: Colton Miller. I think I think he's going to be good. I think Wait,
0: I did do. you did you say I really like Brandon Parker?
2: No, oh, uh, heck no, I hate <laughs> him. <laughs> He's yeah. terrible. Every time he comes down, I'm like, oh, Lord. Oh, God. Now, you know what?
3: I, did, I didn't like the Cody Miller pick when it first happened. like, why? But watching him last season, he, he really improved a lot. So, you know, he I, that's a guy I'm going to keep an eye on this upcoming I, season.
0: I mean, if, for the offensive line, it, it's kind of you don't – they don't get really any of the credit. And if you don't hear their name, that's a good thing. And, and you never heard his name come up. So yeah, a yeah.
2: At our offensive line, like whenever Incognito goes away, like we have a couple guys that could be right there waiting to take that starting spot. Just like Gabe Jackson, we could have easily traded him this year and probably been fine there. And so, like I don't, I don't even know if he's going to be a Raider after his contract's done because we have so much depth, especially at our guards. Like I think we're set at offensive line for a very long time. And the thing that I'm scared about is when Rodney Hutchins starts to get older and. You know he leaves or retires or whatever. What the heck are we gonna do after Rodney
3: Hudson? I think they'll address that issue this upcoming draft. I think that that's they'll they'll address that.
0: I mean, I've heard good things about Andre James from UCLA. Um, he was uh, the backup, but he also got injured. So uh, I- I've heard good things about him. Rodney Hudson's like thirty-one, I want to say. So he probably has a good five more years left in him. It's really yes. a position you need somebody like really super smart and to be able to read and call the different defenses that they see. So that that is going to be a hard position for them.
2: He's the best center in the NFL. Easy.
0: So uh, since we're already talking about linemen, before we get to running back, I might as well just finish up linemen. So that right now, the starting, and I believe this is also not just the highest rated, but the most expensive offensive line in the NFL, is left tackle Colton Miller, left guard Richie, and Cognito, which that dude is just a raider. Like If you follow him on Twitter, that dude is just like raider. In and out. I really wish we would have gotten him sooner. That dude's crazy. Uh, Rodney Hudson, as we just talked about. Gabe Jackson, who just seems to always be injured. And Trent, ba- Trent Brown, who is just a beast oh, of a oh. man. <laughs> like, listen, here.
3: listen. I see him at Bay Street in Emeryville. I got so starstruck. I didn't even jump out the car. I'm like, babe, that's Trent Brown. She's so like, <laughs> who is that? I said, he's like 6'8, like 380 pounds. He's pretty much their car's bodyguard. The dude is huge. On, oh, I'm like, the, he's he's huge. I'm like, this features Andre the Giant. Like, the guy is big, <laughs> but he's not like a sloppy big though. He looks big. Sloppy. He looks strong. He looks healthy. Like, for him to be that big and that tall, he looks like he's in shape. He looks like that. You go to a club and you see a bouncer. He looks yeah, like a bouncer. exactly. <laughs> like in his it, once his career is over, we know where his job's going to be.
1: What? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Let's let's not forget I know we I know we do not like this player but in Tom Brady's last Super Bowl run yeah. Trump Brown was his left tackle and during the playoffs Tom Brady was sacked a whopping zero times it's no coincidence.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's crazy cuz the Niners gave him up to go to New England.
1: Yeah, because... he's been he played on the Niners, the Patriots and the Raiders in three consecutive seasons.
3: Yeah, and I
0: believe when he played the Patriots, he never played left tackle before because he was right tackle for the Niners. Then he went yeah. left tackle for the Patriots, and then
2: leave went right
0: tackle.
3: And they didn't before. feel he was a good fit at, at right tackle for the Niners, the so thing, Kyle got rid of him.
2: Weird to me is that I think that after his contract expires and we don't give him the money he wants, that he would easily leave.
1: I don't think he would give it a second thought. Well, right yeah. now we made him we made him the highest paid tackle in NFL history. That was actually recently passed at the end of last year by the Eagles tackle. I can't remember his name right now, um, but I mean, who knows? I mean, I think he's Browns in a contract for at least three or if not four more years. It's a ways down. I don't worry about that now.
2: But. I thought that since he's been a Raider, though, I've been like, I was like, man, I think I could see him leaving. I really can. I
3: just need him to stay. I think if it, if health becomes an issue. He won't be here for the full term of his contract. So mm-hmm. if yeah, we do, yeah, if we do have a full sixteen-game season, I need him to play at least fourteen games.
0: Right. Yeah, uh, I don't think people realize when you're that big, you're more prone to injury. It's just, yeah. it, it, it's just you know you're. Bones are more thinned out because you're so big. You know, your muscles, you have a lot of fat because you have to, you know, be big on the offensive line. It's just that's why you see a lot of offensive linemen, you know, and plus you're taking front force against other, you know, 400-pound guys, you know, 300-pound guys. So it is a hard position.
3: And uh, I'm impressed. I am impressed with how much Richie Incognito has changed, not just his play on the field, but his character. Um. After his two game suspension, you you heard nothing from him. No, no story in the news. No story in the media. He was an upstanding guy. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was running. Really well, with I him. A-
2: he started running his mouth about Richie Incognito, I was like, he is stupid. He must want to get his hair ripped off. <laughs> yeah. Richie is not a guy I would uh. I don't know. But um,
0: he's also a big dude. Like you
3: just you know. not oh, like Yeah. He, he's, they're all he's big. A, yeah. He's a big dude. <laughs> You
0: know, but it just shows you what drugs and alcohol can do to you. It really Mm. kind of took over his career, and you know, you know, he's been a pro bowler. But if he would have stayed clean this whole time, he seems like like a legit, like cool guy to hang out with. Yeah. Um. And and I've only seen positive things out of him since since joining the Raiders. If he wouldn't
2: have had any problems in his career and he would have continued to be good, he would have been a Hall of Famer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Um, So we'll go over to Colton Miller. I know we've kind of talked about him a little bit. The one thing I really like about Colton Miller, people don't realize he's also big. He's, he's I think, 6'7", so he's almost as tall as Trent Brown, but he's more athletic than Trent Brown, I would say. I still remember there's one game towards the end of the season, I want to say in 2019, where he just chased down a wide receiver, <laughs> who who or a, a quarterback, who intercepted the ball. Colton Miller, that, I mean, that was just absolutely ridiculous, his speed and, and his athleticism, so... I really like Quentin Miller. I think he will definitely get re-signed. Um, I just think he needs to kind of stay healthy, and he did prove that he could stay healthy all yeah, last year, even yeah. though he was injured the year before.
3: So,
0: any thoughts on Quentin?
3: No, I mean, like I said before, I thought the pick was – I didn't like the pick in the beginning, but watching him, he's changed my mind drastically. He's truly improved. You know, um, they they got this pick right. <laughs> I was wrong, and they, you know. The coaching staff, they they got this pick correct when they made that decision because he's been doing a great job protecting their car. Yeah, my my main concern
0: at the left tackle position is if he gets injured right now, the
3: second string is
0: Brandon Parker. So I would imagine they'd probably throw Trent Brown over to the left side. Uh,
1: So who
3: was the guy we drafted out of Clemson in the later rounds?
1: He was a guard. guard. Uh, Yeah. He was
0: actually, I believe, one of the highest-rated Clemson – uh, yeah, offensive lineman. But I was listening to another podcast. I think it was the NBC one where they interviewed one of the Clemson scout people. That Clemson O linemen just don't get drafted for whatever reason. Yeah, so.
3: and I think he was their number one rate. He was their number one ranked offensive lineman coming yeah. out. Not
2: to be a homer, but I really think Simpson can be uh, a good guard.
0: Well, with that said, I think Gabe Jackson. This will probably be his last year, just because we've heard him you know, trade scenarios for, I think, the last two or three years now at this point. So, what what are you guys' thoughts on Gabe Jackson? Do you think they'll
1: actually trade him? I think until he's gone. I – kind of like Carr. Some people think Carr keeps – is going to be gone and he's still on the team. I'm not – I thought Gabe Jackson was going to be cut or traded this offseason, but, I mean, I – He'll be on here until I'm gonna. I can't say he's gonna be gone next year because he he'll probably he'll find a way on Gruden on the roster to still be here. He's still when healthy one of the best guards in the league. So I mean, I I just I think if if I think he'll have a great season, and I I would say 60-40 he's back next year.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think he stays healthy, um, he's for back. Yeah, as long as he stay healthy, he'll be all right.
1: Well, has
0: he
2: ever stayed healthy a fall season?
1: Yeah, I think that's. Twenty sixteen. I don't think you missed any games. I could be wrong. I d- I could be wrong. What about, about a playoff game.
2: run, or that little we could have had a playoff run. But what about the year that we went to the wild card game, played for the he did hit- Yeah, did he get hurt that year?
3: I'm the too. I
2: don't think he did. Well, I guess
0: it shows what a healthy Gabe Jackson can do. So, I mean, guards. I think he's making eight million, which isn't a terrible amount. You know, it's obviously not yeah. QB in 2000, money.
3: 2015, 2016, He played. Those two seasons, all 16 games in both seasons.
0: Yeah, I, I think he needs to play a full 16 seasons. Otherwise, I wouldn't be shocked if they ended up trading him. I don't know when his contract ends. But I he only he
3: played play 11 games last year. Well, I think was,
1: even then, it, some of those games he was injured still yeah. that he played. So. But, um, you, you said he, plays a full, he needs to play a full 16 seasons. I'm assuming you mean a full 16. <laughs> no, no I, want, no, I want 16
0: seasons. I don't, no. Yeah, 16 games, so. I wish you could All play up right. seasons.
1: That would be nice.
0: Yeah, well, you, ne- you never know in today's NFL. Everybody's 40 in playing now. Maybe <laughs> I should go try out for the Raiders. I'm 34. i be a backup
2: It's a football team in my city. I'm thinking about going to try out for it. Okay, <laughs> um, so, we already talked about the
0: offensive line. We talked about the quarterback position. Now, really, the, the star power position, the running back position, Josh Jacobs, Jalen Richard, Lynn Bowden Jr., and we also have uh, I think Devontae Booker, and I think Rod Smith is still on uh, the roster as well, even though I don't see him listed here, because I believe they signed some sort of short-term contract with him. But, I mean, Josh Jacobs is obviously a beast. Uh, I'm still not 100% sold on him. I know that's going to piss some people off. Are you
3: serious? Uh, um,
0: and you the think? only reason is I don't care who you are. I think you have to prove yourself over two seasons to show okay. that you are an elite player and I see some people throwing him as an elite status and I think like you have to really prove yourself I don't think a Lamar Jackson's elite I think he has to prove himself Patrick Mahomes proved himself I think Josh Jacobs has to prove himself now I think he has a huge ceiling because he was phenomenal last year and with a broken shoulder most of the year And not even you know uh, screen dump offs to him I think I think he will be a week, but I still regardless I need to see another year out of him. That's what why I'm
2: telling me? I'm telling y'all that not drafting a solid backup running back is a very bad mistake in my opinion. I think that he needs a supporting uh, cast member to help him out because if you keep if you just keep pounding him, man, he's gonna deteriorate very quickly and I do not wanna see that happen. So I wanted us to draft J.K. Dobbins. We could have got him. We were there to get him. We could have got him, but we didn't. And I'm upset about it because that would have been great, man. We'd have had a great one-two punch. I mean, if you look around the NFL, most teams have a great one-two punch. Look at the Ravens. They got Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. Look at the Broncos. They got uh they got Lindsley and Gordon. A lot of teams around the NFL have a great one-two punch. And I honestly don't think Devontae Booker. Or Jalen Rashard or Bowden can do it. I don't think they're all any of them are backup running backs that can be good for Josh Jacobs.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Zerkle. I know you were saying before when I said I don't think Jacobs is uh there yet.
3: I mean, I think he's there. I just think he needs to, you know, do the best he can to stay healthy. Um, I don't. I don't really blame him being hurt on on him. Because he legit took all of the load last year. He was our our workhorse. Without him, we wouldn't even have been in some of those games. So I I 100% agree. I think we need a solid backup. I mean, I think Jalen Rashard is going to be okay. I just don't think he's a solid backup.
0: He's a third string.
3: Yeah, I think we need need a running back who can go in there for a series or two if Jacobs is out who can pretty much produce the way Jacobs can, or as close to as what Jacobs can do. We we legit need a, a solid second string running back on this team who can pick up where Jacobs left off. If Jacobs has to go out, if Jacobs feel he's, I'm tired, I'm cramping up, I need to stretch a little bit. Okay, we got a solid two who can go in and take over and finish where you left off if needed.
2: Is runner for still available?
3: Oh, yeah, he, <laughs> he's still available, but you got to remember he's still, I think under a rookie contract. So, he's going to be asking for a busload of money that right. uh, that we're not going to give him. So <laughs> that's how
2: he ended up being my uh, backup running back on Madden.
3: <laughs> what are
0: your thoughts on uh, Jacobs and the running back there?
1: You know, I am going to throw out a name that hasn't been talked about. I would uh, almost have more faith in DeAndre Washington uh-huh. as Jacob. Was if uh-huh. he was still here than any other current backup we have on this roster. I think he's a a played well um, in the Chargers game when Jacobs had to miss that You and I met Dominic. He actually had 80 yards and a touchdown in that game. Um I don't know. I'm not going to question why we didn't resign them. Maybe he wanted more money than what was offered to him. Yeah, and in case KC somehow was able to – KC has a worse running game than we do. That's the only thing their offense is not as good as. as as something that we beat them on offense is probably the running game. Josh um, Jacobs, with that being said, I do have uh, confidence with our backup running backs that someone's going to step up among them this year, Uh, maybe Bowden. But Josh Jacobs is – going to be, at the end of the 2020, I say he is going to be a five running back in this league. No question. This just, man, he's not even the fat, that fast for a running back. He's just a hard nose runner. He does the stiff arms. He's tough to bring down. It's He's not incredibly fast. He's also not incredibly, he's also not the biggest running back, but he has a great combination of speed and the aggressive running. I would say the hybrid of a, an aggressive running back and a speed running back, and this man, he's going to be he's going to be stud. I would um, hopefully like to see him get involved. I think we all like to see him get a bit involved in the passing game more, and hopefully uh, that will happen this year. Hopefully he doesn't have to see as many eight or nine men in the box this year because uh, we have rugs up there. Uh, there's nothing. I mean, this man, Josh Jacobs, hopefully will be, and hopefully he can earn that elite title. At the end of this season, if he had, I mean, no... what I would
0: really like to see out of the running backs out of the the second string position for it is not that Jacobs isn't capable. I just don't know if we want to put him in that situation in that bruiser category. I mean, you can see what happened. <clears throat> sorry to Adrian Peterson. He he was phenomenal, but he was just overused and pretty much everything and got run down. Granted, he's still playing today. The reason he stopped playing with the Vikings was because he was just tattered, and I don't want to see that happen to. Josh Jacobs. So I think Jacobs is probably really, you know, suited for that elusive type and, you know, it's the breaking tackles that he's very good at. But he's not really that bruiser that we want to be like a Marshawn Lynch was. Like, Marshawn, he just did not care. He would just run through people, and that was fine. So if you had, like, a Marshawn-Josh Jacobs combo, I think it would be fantastic. i are not saying we're getting Marshawn, but we need somebody who can fill that spot. It's not Jalen Richard. It's definitely not Lynn Bowden. It's not Devontae Booker. I guess you can maybe throw in, because we throw in the same group, uh, Alec Ingold, uh, who's a fullback, but he's kind of built that way to kind of be that one-two combo, but they need to use him more in order for that to actually happen and not just be a blocker.
2: Imagine having Derrick Henry as our backup running back. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, Derrick Henry's a beast. Like he's a bruiser. Like he's and he's fast too. He's, you know, most people don't realize that he he's very fast.
2: He carried that whole Titans team in the playoff playoffs yep. last year. And, well, and the
0: season too. So, and they still <laughs> don't want to pay him. So, but whatever. I don't like Titans anyway. So, any something, other final kind of something that
2: really bothered me last year would be we would be in a crucial port. Point of the game, and Josh Jacobs would come out of the game. That did not make any sense to me.
3: That's not his fault, though. That's not his fault. All
2: right, that's coaching staff fault. Well, hopefully next week
0: <clears throat> Twitter poll we can do coaching. Um, so, uh, so we'll go before we get into wide receiver because I think that's the, the sexiest group out of all of them. We'll go tight end. So, not a whole lot has changed with tight ends. You know, we still got Darren Waller, who's definitely a top three tight end. Uh, in in my opinion, you got uh, Travis Kelsey and, and George Kittle, uh, who are right up in in that category as well. You got Jason Witten, who obviously is a proven solid vet, who I think will uh, teach Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, and Derek Carrier if he ends up staying on the roster. Not necessarily like how to catch the ball, how to run routes, but how to like maybe pick up blitzes and reads and just become a better pro. Because remember, this is only Darren Waller's you know, second full year as a tight end. So any sort of mentoring, I think Jason Witten can really help with that. So I'll let you take it, Uh, Derek. What are your thoughts on the tight end group this year?
1: Shout out to Darren Waller if you ever listen to this. I I love all Raiders players. I honestly think Darren Waller is my favorite player. This this man is just phenomenal. He has the speed of a wide receiver, which I guess makes sense because he used to be a wide receiver. He's also a good blocker and I just love his story and how much he's overcome. Um the only the one stat that was disappointing and I'm not blaming on him but his one stat last year's only three touchdowns and he didn't have a touchdown in a Raiders win. He had two against Green Bay. He had one the following week in Houston. Uh he did not get another touchdown all season. Um that's got to change. I want to see him get between 7 to 9 touchdowns this year and I think that's realistic with the added uh, weapons. Uh, also, we ha- we have Foster Moreau, who is a very good target in the red zone. Um, I think we potentially... I'm not going to say we do now because they still a need to prove themselves a little more. We may potentially have the best tight end combo in the league uh, between Waller and Monroe. Uh, or Moreau. No. Not sure how to pronounce Monroe. it right. Maybe i pronounced that one of those two times. Moreau. And then you have Witten. When we mm-hmm. sign Witten... I was like, what the hell did we sign Winton for? Uh, the more I thought about it, I like the signing. I don't think he's going to add a lot of production as far as catches and touchdowns, but just that veteran leadership, you know, and to help Waller and Moreau and Carrier. And I think we have some other tight ends in our roster too. John before, Green, I I it, before I pass
0: <laughs> it to you, Zerko, I just wanted to point out that you know, I think Jason Witten will still command respect on the field because he is still a highly productive Pro Bowl tight end uh, yeah. in this league. Uh, I don't care how old, how old he is. And Darren Waller was our wide receiver one last year. I don't care what anybody says. He was our wide receiver one. And he got double teamed and sometimes triple teamed as a tight end. So uh, I, I I think once we clear the field more and, and you get a Jason Witten in the two tight end and you get a healthy Josh Jacobs and you get a healthy Tyrell Williams and a rugs, I think you, you might be able to see more explosive offense. So what do you think, Zerko? Um,
3: When it came to Darren Waller, I was shocked at how productive he was. I didn't expect him to be that productive that fast. I do agree. I think... He does need up the touchdowns, which it's not his fault. He doesn't call the plays, so when well, he had three last season, I say yeah, about eight to ten this upcoming season, I think would be a good number for him. Um, he had a lot of,
1: I don't want to I don't want to interrupt you completely. He had a lot of almost touchdowns. Yeah. I remember he had some long catches and what he could be brought down. Yeah, like and I think he had that was one that one, one two.
3: catch. I think I forgot what team it was. Where he I guess he ran out of breath and got caught maybe at the in ten five or ten yard line that could have been a touchdown for him. Um, but I was shocked at how productive he was so soon. After doing more research on him, though, he came in when he was with Baltimore in their practice squad as a wide receiver. He wasn't originally a tight end, which explains his catchability and his speed, And I think they clocked him in that, I think that screen pass he had in Denver. I think it was against Denver for 75 yards. They clocked him at 23 miles an hour for mm-hmm. a tight end. That's extremely fast, so I expect, you know, the same production from from Darren Waller. I just expect more touchdowns. He averaged um, seventy one point five yards a game, a seventy seven percent catch rate. So the ball comes his way, he's going to catch it. And he had ninety receptions last season, playing all sixteen games. So he, for, as for a tight end, he put up wide receiver numbers. So I expect a good production from him next season as well. Any thoughts, Cherokee? <clears throat>
2: Yeah, uh, I love Waller a lot. Uh he's one of my favorite players on the roster. Um Moru now, uh I think see this is why I liked Witten coming in because and a lot of people took this the wrong way on Twitter whenever I said it. But I was saying that Jason Witten can be a really great mentor for Waller and uh Foster. And everyone was like, they don't I don't need a mentor and yada, 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 this, that. And the third, it's like, no, you guys misunderstand me. Jason Witten is one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. Point blank period, in my opinion. Um But he's going to really show him how, especially in zone coverage, like he can beat it. And I think Witten's going to have a very productive year in, in the red zone. I think he's going to be one of Carter's main red zone targets, honestly. Uh and some NFL news: David Njoku is on a trade block. Uh, if we were to trade for him, I would be okay with getting rid of Witten. It would be Waller, Foster, and Njoku. That would be some crazy stuff. That would be that would be devastating to other teams, in my opinion. Because Njoku's like, I don't know, he's fast like Waller too. So, great tight end room. I love it, and they're going to do some. They're going to make some impacts this year. All uh, right, so
0: we're already pushing the 40-ish minute mark, so uh, we, we know most people stop to listen around the one-hour mark, so we'll push through the wide receiver category, which is probably the biggest change uh, for the 2020 season with the addition of Henry Ruggs, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, who else am I missing here? Brian Edwards, uh, Lynn Bowden, I guess you can throw in that. Am I missing somebody?
2: Uh-huh.
0: Brian Edwards, I see him, yep.
2: Yep, I think you got them all.
0: Yeah, so I mean, that's a pretty substantial change. But, you know, the Raiders the last two seasons like to, you know, mess up their roster as much as possible in the middle of the season. So right now, it's still listed as Tyrell Williams as wide receiver number one, according to the depths chart. Do you think, uh, Adam, that Tyrell Williams will still be wide receiver number one in the beginning of
2: the season? To start the year, yes, uh, because he was in that role last year. But I think eventually Rugs will take that. Of course, uh, yeah, uh, I think he will start. And but like I said in the rookie episode, I think that Brian Edwards will end up taking T. Willie's uh, spot eventually. Maybe not this year, but sometime it'll happen. But uh, yeah, Tyro. Tyrell's solid, and he will have a good year, I think, if he stays healthy. Because before he got hurt, he had a touchdown in I think the first what four or five games.
1: First four yeah. games, yes. One in the first four games. So
2: so.
0: It was, so, so Derek, how much more confidence do you have this year in the Raiders wide receiver core than you did last year, even pre-injury?
1: Tell me. I would say, I would say double the confidence i mean last year you know we uh our best well the best receiver was waller but if you want to say the best receiver not counting a tight end our best receiver after williams went down was hunter renfro and Renfro is amazing but let's let's be honest here if you're if your number one ride receiver is going to be a fifth round slot receiver uh, you're going to struggle there um so with that and, and i think and i still expect good things from him for this year but with all that, this team It has a lot more speed. You know, Henry Ruggs is still – obviously Henry Ruggs is a question mark because we still haven't seen the man play an NFL down. But the potential is there to be a lot better. He had great hands in Alabama. And I think I saw a stat, I want to say, four or five of his first true catches as a true freshman were for touchdowns. He has the big playability. You know, Tyrell Williams has shown that he can be a solid number one a one B you know, even I mean, though that one let me rephrase it. He's not a solid one A, but I guess he could be a, a one B slash two receiver. He's gonna start number one for us, but that's not gonna that's not gonna last the whole season. And 2016 when he was on the Chargers, he was number one receiver that year because Keenan Allen went down in the first game. Um, he had over a thousand yards that season. With that being said, if Tyrell does not live up to his expectations and he is funky So if both both happen, I think he'll be a strong candidate to be cut um, at the end of the season. So, Um, Zerko, I know we talked
0: about this, I believe, in the first episode of the podcast was the Raiders' unofficial practices. They're still obviously happening because there's still footage being posted every single day. I see uh, Nelson Aguilar out there, Keelan Doss. I see Zay Jones. I think even Brian Edwards was out there. Um, I still have not seen Henry Ruggs. I haven't even seen Henry Ruggs catch a ball since college. I told y'all
3: why already.
0: So go ahead, explain to everybody who hasn't probably watched episode one what are your thoughts on rugs and then the current situation with uh practicing uh over there in Vegas.
3: There's a there's a ninety-five percent chance that Henry Rux has not signed his rookie contract yet. Yes he was a first round pick, but that deal may not be done yet. And you gotta think, technically speaking, you ain't got no money. You ain't got no NFL money yet to take your family take care of your family, move your mom out the hood. There's no way in God's name. Henry Ruggs agent is going to allow him to go out there and run routes with the team and risk injury, he won't get no contract. No contract, no money, no insurance. So I just personally feel that Henry Ruggs not being out there on the field right now is a smart move because if he's going to be our future and if he's going to be our number one wide receiver, we need him helping. We need him out there. The playbook, I think he I can only assume he has the playbook. He said him and Derek Carr have been in communication and that they have gone over plays. As far as physically being out there working with the team, if you haven't signed your contract, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't care who you are. You're the number one overall pick. and you haven't signed that contract, I don't don't expect you to be on the field working with anybody or doing anything. Um, I follow Henry Ruggs on everything. Uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. He's working out on Snapchat, but he's working out by himself. guess in a training facility he's not physically working with the team so i expect when the time comes and that deal gets signed for henry Ruggs to be out there with the team and for him to be on that field to be productive um uh, tyrell will be the number one wide receiver this season barring any injuries um at the end of the season the raiders do have an out in his contract so if they choose to go that route henry Ruggs will take over as the number one at some point in the future i expect that to happen anyway But I do expect Tyrell to be our number one wide receiver this upcoming season. Um, I expect Hunter Renfro to play the slot like he did. So we have Tyrell on the outside. We have um, Ruggs on the outside. That's going to open the playbook up. Hopefully, that's going to stop, as you guys mentioned, the nine-man in the box and spread that defense out and give Jacobs the lanes that he needs for the big run.
0: Yeah. No, I uh, hope to see Henry Ruggs at training camp uh, July 28th. I know historically, not every rookie has signed by then, and they don't play uh, or practice for the training camps. I'm hoping I haven't heard any news on the really, pretty much any of the rookies' fronts of yeah. the Raider signings. I don't know if you guys have.
3: I've
1: had Bieber. Let me just let me, let me just ease everybody's mind. Josh Jacobs did not sign until less than a week before training camp yeah, started exactly. last week. <laughs> yeah, and everyone was freaking out.
0: <laughs> So I, I don't want to go too in-depth into wide receivers because we've already talked about them a lot. I do think one of the tar horses, and I'll just uh, pivot this, is Zay Jones. What are you guys' thoughts on Zay Jones? Adam?
3: He'll, be, he'll be on the team. I'm not worried about it. There's no way in God's name he's out there working out as hard as he is to not make the team. He knows what he's doing. He knows his playbook already. He knows, honestly, his position is on the line. Look, if I don't produce, come training camp, I could be out of here. But I expect him to make the team. I'm not worried about that. What uh, do you guys think, Adam?
2: Yeah, I agree with Zerko. No, he's putting in too much work just to get cut, in my opinion. I mean, unless he comes out and plays like dog crap. I mean, yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. I actually think he's going to have a solid year. So, I mean, I, I hope. I'm hoping.
3: A bit rotational piece. Yeah. But,
2: He's, right now, he's listed also like, as second string to Hunter Renfro. I also think that Rico Gafford's going to make the team. I like Rico Gafford. I'm a big kind of fan of him. So. They, they need to use him as a kick returner or a punt returner. I would just like mm-hmm. to see that. That's what I do on Madden. I use him as a uh, punt returner. Yes. Uh,
0: before we wrap up wide receivers, Zay Jones,
1: Eric I think um Jay Jones is definitely gonna bring something to this offense. I think had he not came to us in the middle of the season, if he had a chance to learn the playbook you know during preseason and training camp, he definitely would have been more productive. I think you know he's gonna be in a solid backup slot, maybe get a touch you know a few touchdowns. Four to five hundred yards. We don't obviously need number one wide receiver stats for him and for them to be productive. Um, but I do think Zay Jones is probably the one that people are sleeping on in this wide receiver uh, tandem we have here. I
0: right.
2: agree.
1: So I I wanna wrap this up with a kind of
0: overall
1: rank of where
0: we were. Uh, according to Pro Football Reference, and this is kind of similar to what was on NFL and ESPN, they just do a better way of laying it out. Our offense last year was ranked total offense, so it takes into cards, it takes into account yards, touchdowns, passing, rushing, and penalties. Uh, Raiders were 24th in offense, passing offense they were actually number nine. Derek Carr's fault, and then rushing offense they were at number 13, probably because Jacobs didn't play every single game. So. Derek, I'm going to start with you. What do you think our offense rank will be, our passing offense rank will be, and our rushing offense rank will be
1: in 2020? So We were ranked, and I just want to start off by saying it's just an absolutely terrible how we rank so good in different categories and yet so bad overall total offense. Uh, total offense, and Darren Waller actually said that we could be a top, I think he said top five offense. He, he's been very optimistic, and I think that's possible. I'm not going to predict that high. I'm going to say total offense, we're going to be number 10 overall. Number what? And to- number 10 overall for total offense, and I think we're going to be number uh, – you said we were number nine in passing offense, Dominic? Correct. I'm going to go two steps higher, say we're going to be number seven in passing offense overall, and we were 13 in rushing? Correct. I'm gonna go two spots above there too. I'm gonna say 11. So I'm gonna say uh, seven passing. We're gonna say 11 overall. Uh, no, 11 rushing and 10th overall overall total offense. What are, What are your thoughts, Adam? Um,
2: overall, I think, uh, man, I don't know. Can I still? Can I have more time to think about yeah. this? No, we'll pass it
0: up to Big Zirkle. I wanted to give him the big finale, but we'll give you the big finale. No, <laughs>
3: Overall, I think we'll have a top 10, top 15 offense. I think that's the range we would need to be in to be successful. Um, I'm very confident in this offense. Pro- pro- production, I'm not confident in John Gruden's unfortunate play calling. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but I don't like John Gruden's play calling, but I do think our offense would be productive. We were ranked 11th, I think, in yards, but 24th overall. So, overall, I do expect us to be at least top 15 in offense. Um I say, with the wide receivers that we have, we can be ranked top ten in that. I think we can still be ranked, you know, with top have a top rushing team as a team, not just with Jack Jacobs by himself, but I think as a team, rushing wise, I think we could be top twenty. Um, like I said, I expect production from the wide receiver core. I expect big numbers from Darren Waller. So yeah, I think passing overall, I think we can have a top ten offense. I think we can have a very high power offense because, like I've been saying, we have the fastest player in the NFL, hands down. I haven't seen or heard of anybody faster than Henry Rudd once they're healthy. So I think that's going to be a big key to our offense, It's him being healthy because of his speed. We're going to need him. We're going to need his speed. I don't care what nobody says. To me, this is a, a younger AB with his speed and his catchability.
0: Yeah, and just his presence on the heel, I think, is going to make defenses think twice. So. Uh, Adam, you ready?
2: Yeah, all right. So, I'm going to start with rushing. Uh, what I was saying earlier, I don't think that uh, – I mean, Josh Jacobs needs more help. I think he needs a solid backup after him. Uh, so, with that being said, I think that we'll have probably, like Zerko said, top – I think 20, top 15 running game. I – I just think it's not going to be top 10 until we have a solid one-two punch. Uh, passing, I think – see, I agree with Darren Waller. I think that we can have a top five passing offense. Uh, will it be that high? Who knows? It, a lot of stuff can happen. Uh, so, I just, I'd give it top 10, possibly top five. And then, overall, I'd say top 15, top 10. So, I I'm really excited. I think our offense is going to do big things this year.
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously it shows the offense, even under last year's circumstances with injuries and whatnot, that the offense wasn't really the problem besides some third third uh, quarter scoring and some fourth quarter scoring. It was the last-ranked defense pretty much, and everything was the problem. So even if you get a halfway decent defense and even the same offense, I think we would have been in the playoffs last year. Right. So we're going to wrap this up. This was episode five uh, where we talked about uh, the offense. I think next week, I don't know how you guys feel. We haven't talked about it. I know we normally do a poll, but I think we need to do coaches next week just because we've talked about them so much. We've talked about the offense and defense. I really think that we need to just get that out of the way, especially before training camp starts. So what are your guys' thoughts on doing coaches next week?
3: And we can
1: still do it. That. Yeah, that's
3: fine. That's
1: fine. Yeah. It, it it keeps it never and it's never won, but it keeps getting consistent votes in our polls, so I don't think people would be that mad if I, we did it. So we'll do I would almost we'll do put code another we'll poll. Do code and then we'll do and then we'll do a poll the for the following yeah. episode the next episode. Yeah. yeah.
0: All
1: right. Well,
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Happy 4th of July. I don't know when this is actually going to come out, so happy late 4th of July if it didn't come out today. And everybody, have a safe, healthy 4th of July. Raider
2: Nation.